Hello, I'm Stephen and this is English with Stephen, my podcast all about learning English. In these podcasts, I have three main topics. Sometimes I talk about strategies for learning English. Other times I tell stories about the origin and meanings of words. Today, I'm going to talk about one of the reasons why English is the way it is. It is easy to complain about how difficult, complicated or illogical a language is. All languages are difficult, complicated and illogical when you don't learn them as a kid. But there is one aspect of English that is really quite simple compared to many other languages around the world. We don't have gendered nouns. Many languages, like Portuguese, have masculine and feminine nouns. For example, the word fork in Portuguese is garfo. This is a masculine word, so it ends in the o sound. In contrast, knife is faca, which is feminine and so ends with the a sound. It's a bit more complicated than this, but you get the idea. Any articles or adjectives that you use with these nouns also have masculine and feminine forms and must agree with the noun. Why is garfo masculine and faca feminine? I have no idea. There is nothing about a fork that makes it feel masculine to me, just as there is nothing about a knife that is obviously feminine. They just are that way in Portuguese. But it gets worse. The German language has three genders, with neuter joining masculine and feminine. Other languages classify nouns not by their gender, but whether they are animate or inanimate. And some languages have multiple classes of nouns, with Tuyuka, a language spoken in the Brazilian Amazon, having up to 140 different noun classifications. Anyway, English doesn't have any of this. Why not? Find out after this. This is the English with Stephen podcast. All of the episodes in this podcast are designed to help you learn English as quickly and effectively as possible. The episodes are short so that you can focus all of your energies on them. They also come with a transcript to help you understand and learn new vocabulary. You can find the transcripts as well as links to my social media and all the previous podcast episodes at englishwithstephen.com. Today, I would like to tell you about one of the most innovative and fascinating podcasts I have heard for English students. The podcast is called Stolaroids and is hosted by Fabio. Now, the word Stolaroid is, I think, a blending of two words, story and Polaroid. This is because the concept of the podcast is that Fabio tells a story inspired by his photographs. These stories are expertly written to help English students and he encourages his listeners to send in their photos and stories. As regular listeners will know, I believe that stories are a powerful way to learn anything and by making stories personal, they become an amazing way to learn a language. Fabio has been an English teacher in New Zealand, Ireland and Italy for the last eight years and he uses this experience 
as well as his passion for photography, to produce a podcast that you will just love. You can find his podcast by looking for Stoleroid on your favourite podcast app, or I will post a link to his site, stoleroid.com, on my site, englishwithstephen.com. Before we talk about why English doesn't have any gendered nouns, we need to define our terms. There is a difference between gender and sex. Sex is the biological difference that naturally occur at birth. Gender, on the other hand, are differences that society gives to people or things. For our subject, words cannot really have a sex. Words are not born with differences. Instead, a language community decides that this group of words is different to that group of words, and so gives one group a gender of masculine and another a gender of feminine. The issue of gender and sex is a hot topic around the world, but hopefully, in this area of linguistics, it is not too controversial. So, why doesn't English have genders? Well, it does. A little bit. We have three gendered pronouns with he, she and it. We also have a few nouns that are generally considered to be male or female. For example, we normally talk about boats as if they are female. And this gives us a clue into the origins of English. You see, if you go back to Old English, the English that existed from the 5th century until the 11th century, you will find that English did have gendered nouns. This kind of makes sense. English is, after all, a Germanic language, and we've already seen that German has three genders. So the question is not, why does English not have gendered nouns? The question is, why did English lose its gendered nouns? There are two theories. The first one is related to pronunciation patterns. The second, more exciting one, is related to the Vikings. Yes, that's right. Our old friends, the Vikings, are making a comeback. First, the pronunciation theory. English usually places the stress at the start of a noun. If it is a long noun, the stress is usually in the first couple of syllables. There are exceptions, but this is the general tendency. This means that the sounds at the end of the nouns become less important and unstressed. Over time, these sounds might even disappear completely. The way English showed gender was to add a sound to the end of the word, like a or a that we mentioned earlier when talking about Portuguese. If it is true that the sounds at the end of a word in English become less important, then there is a good chance that the masculine and feminine endings could have disappeared because they would not be noticeable and so would no longer be important. And now we welcome the Vikings back. Well, not really welcome them. Did anyone welcome the Vikings? Anyway, you know what I mean. As I've mentioned before many times in this podcast, the Vikings had a huge influence on English. They started by raiding, which is quickly attacking and then leaving towns and cities. But after a while, they decided to stay and settle in England. They mainly lived in the north and east of England, but they traded with married with, and influenced most of modern-day England. The language of the Vikings was also from the Germanic family, and modern scholars think that the basic roots of most of the Viking words were similar to the basic roots of the Anglo-Saxon words. The main differences were in the endings of words. 
Let me give you an example. Let's imagine there are two languages, language A and language B. The people who speak language A decide to go and live in the same area as the people who speak language B. The two languages are similar, but not exactly the same. The word for dog in language A is gada, while the word for dog in language B is gadi. After a while of trying to communicate with each other, the speakers just decide it is easier to drop the final a or e and agree that the word for dog is just gad. So, by dropping the gendered endings of words, communication between the two different language groups became much easier. They could now effectively and efficiently buy and sell from each other, declare undying love and persuade kings and queens to do what they wanted. Personally, I have a feeling that it was a mix of the pronunciation effect and the desire for efficient communication that led to English dropping gendered nouns. Now, before we finish for today, I need to address one important point. I have had conversations with some students who believe that English is a much less sexist language than others because there is no gender involved. Firstly, we do still have some gendered endings. For example, some people still differentiate between a waiter and a waitress. This seems to be disappearing, but it still exists. Secondly, the way English is used is still sexist. From the words to describe promiscuous men and women, to the way people say female doctor, you rarely hear of a male doctor, to the assumption that man equals all people. However, I would say that this is more about the people using the language rather than the language itself. English, and I think all languages, are able to adapt depending on what the community of speakers wishes to express. If we nurture and create a less sexist society, the language will reflect this. That's all from me for today. I'd love to hear about the language you speak. How many genders do you have? Do they make sense to you? Do they create problems for people trying to learn your language? You can leave me your thoughts and suggestions on my site, englishwithstephen.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N, englishwithstephen.com. On my site, you can also find links to my social media, where I would love to connect with you and answer questions you might have. And don't forget to go and check out the amazing podcast called Stolaroid for an innovative and effective way of learning English. Thanks for listening. I hope to speak to you next week. English with Stephen is written, recorded and edited by me, Stephen Green. The music you hear at the beginning and end was written and recorded by my friend and former student, Beppi. English with Stephen is recorded in Curitiba, in the south of Brazil. Remember, you can find past episodes, transcripts, social media links and much, much more on my site, englishwithstephen.com. Thanks for listening and good luck with your studies.